Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to After the Message. I'm your host. We never start that way, but that's all right. (laughs) I'm your host, Nate Capshaw. Here at Celebration Church in Orlando. Welcome to After the Message. If this is your first time joining us, you have stumbled upon the Celebration Church podcast. Today I'm joined by none other than my beautiful wife, Jennifer Capshaw. (laughs) Jen, how you doing? I'm trying not to laugh in the mic. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Cold. Yeah, it is really cold out. For those that don't know, our church offices do not have heat, so... It is not as bad as being outside, but definitely It's cold. worse than being outside. Yeah, so there's a little space heater in the room right now trying to keep us, and he's little, little space heater. Mm-hmm. I call him R2-D2. Yeah. He's small but powerful. Small but powerful, just like the mustard seed, the kingdom of heaven. Yes, so many things. Love it. All right. By the way, Jen is the one who designed our set our stage design for our new series oh yes i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) yeah um i also had some help though from julie costa Vinny's wife Vinny um is he does worship here at celebration um and she also helped me out too a lot gotta give her credit because she helped me yeah so if you were there this past sunday or if you watched online or you're going to watch online Jen is the one who made it look like a winter wonderland. Try to. It's kind of hard in Florida. Liz. Yeah. Had to use the table saw for the first time in my life, and that was so scary. Well, you did a great job. It began to look a lot like Christmas. Yay. So we are in our new series, Emmanuel hyphen God with us. So exciting. The term Emmanuel means God with us, and obviously referring to Jesus and my first question for you is, how do you spell Emmanuel? With an I or with an E? Um, I spell it with an I. Why are there two different spellings? Do you know? Wait. Yeah. Why? Um, I is the Hebrew version, the mm. Hebrew spelling. And E, Emmanuel, is like the Romanized version of Emmanuel. Um, so kind of made it, I don't know, Romanized, however mm. you want to take that. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, it's a fun fact. So if you're new to After the Message, what we do is we have a conversation about the previous Sunday's sermon, and we just like to continue the conversation and see if we can uncover any new thoughts or ideas or just talk about it because church is uh, more than just a Sunday. So mm-hmm. Emmanuel, God with us. Um before we get into the sermon, Pastor Mike shared a couple things that I thought would be good to touch on. One being the Bible Project. He mm-hmm. he did a plug for the, for Bible Project. If you are not familiar with Bible Project, you should check out the Bible Project at bibleproject.com.org. I think I think if you Google I'll have to Google it really quick. I think if you Google Bible Project, you'll find it. But anyways, like Pastor Mike mentioned, they do a great job at um, at sharing 
what do they do a great job they do a really good job of kind of unpacking yes and explaining things that are kind of really hard to understand so even one of the things was like the holy spirit Mm -hmm. um which is kind of confusing and yes there are some things that we can't fully understand the bible literally says that but they do a really good job of trying to explain things um to the best of their abilities that are difficult but they also have stuff like i'm on the website right now like genesis um so they talk about books of the bible they talk about um people in the bible like paul um there's so many things and i mean for me it's really cool because they they do a really great job of explaining things but they also have really amazing designs and illustrations Mm -hmm. to the videos Mm -hmm. it's incredible so um, for those that don't know, I have a degree in I have a bachelor's of fine arts specializing in graphic design. So I love art. So anytime I see something like this, like the Bible project, I know how much work, so much work mm-hmm. goes into this one video that maybe is like five minutes on top of recording it. Come Obviously, come, researching the content, the hosts research the content. They do a lot of research before recording that and creating the art behind the videos it's incredible it's you should definitely check it out yes worth your while yes amazing and like pastor mike mentioned his favorite books are picture picture books <laughs> so <laughs> oh man mike <laughs> so it's full of pictures it makes me laugh but on their page they the reason i bring that up is because he was imploring you to uh imploring you to think about what what the bible is like how do you sum sum up god's word like Mm -hmm. what would you say so let me ask you before i read the bible project's stance on it because i think they they word it very well but but if someone were to ask you like tell me what the bible is in three sentences or less like what do you think it is it's hard because the Bible is so many things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not speaking in the mic. It's so many things. Um, for me, it's a book of hope, a book of love, and a book of guidance. Mm. Hope, love, and guidance. Yeah. It's good. What do they say? From page one to the final word, we believe the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. The diverse collection of ancient books overflows with wisdom for our modern world. As we let the biblical story speak for itself, we believe the message of Jesus will transform individuals and entire communities. They obviously go into a lot more detail, but that's kind of the paragraph that I like and Mm -hmm. um, the one that really makes the most sense as to what it is. And Pastor Mike's, definition was uh, about the bible being god with us god does god's desire to be with us Mm -hmm. god's family um you look like you have something to say on that no i don't i'm I'm just looking at my notes which is how we have the series emmanuel god with us Mm -hmm. so to sum up the bible god is with us that's what i wrote down in my notes is what pastor mike was saying Mm. So, actually, I skipped something. Something I wanted to touch on that I think you will have great insight on. I don't remember why he brought this up, but he brought this up saying that usually in our churches, there are more women in the room. Do you remember him saying that? Yes. And 
he was trying to encourage guys like, you know, nothing is demasculating about God's word. Mm. Why do we, in your opinion, why do we see more, which ladies, you know, lead, you know what I mean? Like, but we need, we need men to know that having faith in God is not demasculating. Mm -hmm. I think that's a hard question because I am a lady. Um, but which is why I asked. Yes. So the only thing that I know from my own experience, and again, this is my experience. So I don't know if this is something that other people think about. Mm -hmm. Um, you should ask some other men also, Nate, um, what they think. But for me, I, I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I grew up Methodist um, and went to a Methodist church close to my parents' house. They live by Disney. Uh, grew up over there. And one of the things that I felt about the Bible or even talking with God is exposing my weaknesses, which is uncomfortable for me. I don't know why it was so uncomfortable for me. It's a lot better now. Now I have no problem. I feel like I have no problem exposing my weaknesses and being honest with God. Um, I, I love praying and yeah, talking with him about things I'm struggling with or my weaknesses, but I, that could be something because mm. I think in society, vulnerability, vulnerability. Yes. I think in society, this is a little bit, maybe what is the word cliche or men are taught to be strong and mm. not be vulnerable and not be weak stereotypical, stereotypical. Yes. And I think it's great for men to be vulnerable and everyone's weak we're not perfect nobody is completely strong all the time so um i think society has taught that mm -hmm. narrative mm -hmm. and maybe coming into a church service where we're talking about maybe our i don't think we talk about our emotions but we do talk about our struggles and being honest and open, I think that can be uncomfortable for mm. maybe men, but also it was, it was uncomfortable for me too, because I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Like mm. just dealing with stuff that's painful. So that could be something, but I would ask a few guys too to see what they say. Yeah. But I think the catch 22 is, will they really tell me, you know? Yeah. You because the, the point that you're trying to make is it's difficult for, for, Typically, the male to be vulnerable and open up and yeah, but there are, we do our we do have men that go to our church, <laughs> so there's <laughs> yeah. there are guys that go to our church and guy guys that really men that really you know say hey we're going to church this Sunday mm -hmm. like I know some of those families that mm -hmm. are like that and I know some families that the the mom is like or the the wife is like we're going to church today you mm -hmm. know and it's more her leading. Um, but I, I see both. So I think there are some guys in our church that you could ask. Yeah. I won't name them on the podcast and embarrass them, but I'll tell you later. All <laughs> right. I think you should ask. I appreciate that. Yeah. Even in the mess, God is with you. Even in the mess, God is with you. Whenever mm -hmm. I'm in sticky situations uh, or situations that are messy, I often forget that. Um, I often feel as though... I put myself here and I have to dig myself out mm -hmm. and that God is kind of looking at me saying, I told you so. You know what I mean? Do you have to sneeze? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Uh, I told you so this, you, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to, how to get out of this. But Pastor Mike reminded us of the famous story of 
Jesus calming the storm. And Mm -hmm. it was a great reminder to me that he was, he was there (laughs) in the midst, you know, he didn't have to come to the rescue from far away. Like he was already with them. Mm -hmm. What's your experience been like in the mess? Yeah, that's hard. Something that Mike said that came to my mind about being in the mess is he said, even if he doesn't calm your storm by speaking to it, he will always provide a way out, like an escape route. So I think for me, it doesn't in the mess, like you said, sometimes you don't feel like God is there. He is there. Um, and even if the storm doesn't calm down, I've seen him provide ways out of the storm. Obviously, I... I had to be out of the storm, a little bit more removed from the situation to look back and see that because Mm -hmm. as it was happening, I could not see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be more aware when I'm in the mess to, obviously it's not fun, but trying to take every day and truly see what God is trying to potentially show me, um, or how he's guiding me in mm-hmm. those situations. It's hard because there's a lot of debate on if God causes you to go through messes. Um, and some people say, hey, it's just life and it happens. And then God helps you out of them. So there's a lot of different theology behind that. So um, I think... Where are you at <laughs> right now? I mean, it could you could obviously evolve and change and read something in scripture that enlightens you. But today, where are you at? Like my thoughts on if God, that's hard because there are some really difficult, super difficult things that happen to some people. There are different categories of bad. Some categories are like, oh, I lost my job. And then there's some really difficult categories where I've been diagnosed with cancer or something. So I think it's really hard when we say, well, God has caused everything because that can be very painful for some people. So I'm still I'm still on the fence of does God cause events to happen? Mm-hmm. But what I'm 100% sure of is God is good. So no matter of whatever's happening, I don't know exactly if he's causing something or not. I don't know that yet. But what I do know is he's good. So regardless of what's going on, he's still good even if things are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to remind myself, sometimes it's hard to remind myself that God is still good and he is still there and he is by my side always. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm sure about. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's both. I think that if you ask for my opinion. Oh, I'm yes. Nate, what is your opinion on this? Yes, thank you, Jen. I think it's both. If you've ever seen Star Wars, you've seen this... Uh, man is it the second one or well technically it's the fifth one but anyways empire strikes back i think it's that one which is the second movie made ever made not chronological yeah in the story but anyways yoda creates a scenario in while luke skywalker is training you know he creates this scenario of luke having to face darth vader Mm -hmm. and he basically said and he he Luke goes into this pit or whatever, but before it's Luke like a cavern. Yeah, but before Luke goes, Yoda tells Luke, Your weapons, you will not need them, you know? Mm-hmm. And Yoda says, 
or Luke says, what's in there? And Yoda says, whatever you bring with you, basically. Mm. So I think there are moments in time where God is, I believe God has ultimately ordained everything. But I believe there are moments in time where God will ordain specific instances in our lives. And depending on how the outcome, how we react to them is how those, how those things work, play out, how they play out. Yes. Interesting. So, but then again, there are times when it is because we live in a fallen and broken world and there's evil Mm -hmm. in the world. And you know what I mean? So yeah, like Luke, sorry, going back to star Wars, Luke could have had, he had the decision to turn to the dark side if he wanted to or continue and fight that. And he, in, in that specific scenario, he Mm -hmm. had the decision to, de-weaponize yeah so if he goes in there does he face darth vader or does he face something else Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah man if you haven't seen star wars i encourage you Mm. see the original yeah (laughs) so before five six yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of theology that can be pulled from that a lot of symmetry Mm -hmm. so yeah good stuff but even in the mess, God is with you. So Pastor Mike brought up uh, three three points that he always famously says. I'm not a three-point preacher, but yeah, that, that was way too time. Southern than what Mike really sounds like. But <laughs> Sometimes Mike is a little Southern. He is. Uh, basically, salvation. What What is salvation? Salvation rescues, salvation restores, and then kind of flip, he flipped it on its head for the third point. Salvation is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really tried to hammer this point home through the entire message with Jesus is the necessity, not the addition. Mm-hmm. And he gave an example of, of the car. Uh, when, when you get in the car, yeah, when you go to a a car dealership, which we all love doing so fun and you sit in the car and you go, Ooh, I love this about this car. And the guy goes, yeah, that's an addition. Ooh, I love this about this car. Yeah. That's an addition. When in reality, the necessity is Jesus. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've noticed about my walk over the years is I become more and more convinced that I, I need Jesus. Mm hmm. My, my question is, how do you arrive there? Like how, like people that don't have him seem to be quote unquote from the outside doing fine. Maybe they're not like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, how do you arrive to a place where you feel like Jesus is, is the necessity? And I think it's through going through things. Yeah. I think too. I think there are a lot of holes in our lives and I don't think we realize what those holes, what's supposed to fill those holes until we realize that it's Jesus. So I think a lot of people go through their lives. Maybe I'm also speaking from some personal experience as well, um, go through their lives and feel a hole and fill it with something. I don't know. It could be like excessively baking bread or something. Mm. Not necessarily. Sometimes it can be bad stuff. Sometimes it can be just stuff like bread or like just binge watching TV or something. I don't know. Um, trying to fill that hole and void. And I think uh, when you start to learn, maybe you go to church for the first time um, or go back f- from 
going to church from a long time ago, you start going back, um, you learn that that hole could potentially just be that you're just missing Jesus in those moments. So when things get tough, instead of stress baking or something, which is also totally fine if you do that as well and have Jesus in that hole as well, (laughs) put Jesus in that hole along with your stress baking. So I think a lot of people go through life not realizing that they're missing that because they're filling it with things that are temporary. Yeah. So, so the first point being salvation rescues. A lot of time we think of rescue as like this huge dramatic situation, like a Mm -hmm. storm where you feel like you're about to die. When in reality, the rescuing could in fact be rescuing you from a void. Yeah. The void that you feel Jesus rescues you from that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think there's even like you were talking like it could be this huge thing. I think there's also small like daily rescues too. rescues from. And maybe this is a little silly, but rescuing even like, oh, I'm frustrated. Like, let me I'm going to speak something when I don't really when I really shouldn't be saying that out of frustration and anger or rescue in that moment as well that, hey, be slow to speak mm-hmm. um, when you're angry. And that reminder that, OK, Talk to Jesus first before you speak and say words that maybe are not super kind. I think mm. there's some small daily rescues like that as well mm-hmm. as maybe the quote unquote big rescues. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was interesting to hear uh, Pastor Mike's perspective on the story of Mary being told that she's with child mm-hmm. and Joseph's reaction to that mm-hmm. because Pastor Mike is currently in that scenario of engagement and will be a married man here shortly, right? Yeah, in like a few weeks. A little over a month right now. A little over a month, Pastor Mike will be a married man. But it was was cool to hear his perspective and how how much love he gave to Joseph. Like, mad props to this guy because the integrity that he had to say... Hey, I'm going to I'm going to honor you and and not like blast it from the rooftops like this woman's a cheater and a liar, you yeah. know. So one of the things, yeah, th- that's one of my favorite things about Matthew. Um Matthew 1, let me see. It's 19. I'm reading from the NLT version. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And I think I mean, like Mike kind of mentioned it too. Like if that had happened, he would have been like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't like, um, Ashley's a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're wonderful. But, uh, but he used that example. And that's one of my favorite things about, I mean, I don't know Joseph, but from reading him in the Bible, like he was, he seemed like a kind person. So kind that he, even though in his mind, he didn't know the whole story yet. Um, he thought that Mary maybe did something that wasn't, great um come he comes to find out eventually like what actually happened he's like okay cool but um that was pretty shameful Mm. and i mean and if you go to like the historical like history of the times back then like super shameful and Mm. that stuff you know there was there was public disgrace for that kind of stuff Mm. like that the woman caught in adultery like they dragged her out into pretty much like the quote unquote square of the town, you know, and for public display. So that stuff was not handled maybe as well as it should be. And that's my favorite part about him is he was a, he seemed like a very kind person. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and wanted to do, I think, a great thing by, okay, this is not for me. I'm going to, you know, I, I, we're going to step away from this, but I'm not going to disgrace her publicly. So yeah. he comes to find out really what happened and yay, great. Everything's awesome. But yeah. 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 Re- very interesting perspective, I thought, and specifically from uh, Pastor Mike being in that arena at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, because what if Joseph like freaked out and did all that stuff before he found out, like disgraced her publicly yeah. before before the angel came and told him, like, ooh, I feel like an idiot. That would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, hey, maybe it was God working in him as well. Yo, Mary, my bad. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, God. Number two, salvation restores, and. Pastor Mike spoke about there are we're going through obviously 2020 is going to be like its own it's going to have a it's going to be like a a, a a noun that we use like that's so 2020 yeah. I feel like the craziness and uncertainty there'll be a small history book just on 2020 yeah exactly <laughs> but he talked about how there are some things that are coming out of this that are showing a lot of us I don't know areas for improvement yeah I guess and he said one thing he said is why would we want to go back to the way it was mm-hmm. why would we want to go back to the same old same old mm-hmm. and it's something that I've talked about before I think on after the message but just this innate human desire to kind of coast and be okay with we always say like we always say we don't like change. When in reality, like we like change. Like we like things to be different. We don't like the process of it. Yeah. But we we like change, right? But there's this there's this theme that's like, gosh, I just can't wait to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Mike saying, like, let's pump the brakes on that, on saying that, because why would we want to go back to the way things were? Yeah, just because they were quote unquote normal doesn't mean they were good. Right. Which I think is what he's also alluding to. And yeah. I think It's all a perspective, right? What do you mean by that? Like it's all a perspective. Like you don't know something's you don't know something's broken maybe until you get a different angle on it. Yeah. So and I think that's one of the great things about about the God that we serve is a lot of times the restoration seems a little bit more like a breaking mm-hmm. or a little bit more harsh or a little bit more uncomfortable than we thought it should be. Yeah. But a lot of times when you're restoring something, you got to break it down for you sand it down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you got to, we just got this cruiser bike that's sitting in our driveway that you want to restore, <laughs> but you got to, you got to take the rust off and that requires a little bit of elbow grease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think about there's our coffee table too, that we got, um, I love some DIYs kind of thing. So we had a coffee table that was filled with like spray tack and paint, like horrible layers and layers of it. And it had a beautiful mid-century style to it. And I sanded that thing for days and then restained it and now it's beautiful and I and that sanding was like super abrasive and like rough and I think that's that's a great example of restoring because I think 
the process is horrible. There's dust and stuff flying everywhere and the sandpaper rubbing against stuff. But then once you're done, it's beautifully stained and shiny mm. and new. And sometimes maybe even, um, what's the word? To strengthen something again? Uh. I don't know. I, I can't think of the word. But almost like if something's broken, like you fix it so it stands stronger. Mm. I can't think of the word right now. Um, but anyway, so sometimes it's even stronger and better than it was before. So why would you want to go back to that normal or the what it was when it could be so much better? Yeah. And I heard somebody say, I don't know who it was, but 2020 is like a rebuilding for everyone. Mm -hmm. The whole world is going through a new, a restoring, if you want to say, um, a rebuilding and it stinks right now, but we'll come out of this so much better. And that person's very positive. I love it. But do you do you truly believe that? I don't know if I believe that. Like we'll come out so much better. I don't know if I believe that, but I think people can take that and say, you know what? I am going to take this year that was not what anyone planned it would look like. Um, take this year, reflect on maybe what I've learned and try to apply that to 2021 mm -hmm. um because yeah i don't i don't want to necessarily go back to normal or what things were they weren't bad before that doesn't necessarily mean it was bad before right um and maybe some things weren't great but it doesn't necessarily say that everything was bad um but things can always be better and maybe things we were like lazy about we can refocus and you know like get up early and do devotional something simple like that i think yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I think I think it's up to it's up to each even down to the individual level, but organizationally. Yes. How are you gonna how are you gonna respond? You know, I don't I don't know if collectively the entire world is gonna come out of it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that was a very blanket statement, but yeah. I think people could use it as a I mean, God's definitely going to use it to restore yeah. some things for sure. And that's something that I definitely believe. Mm -hmm. Final one. Salvation is Jesus. We can magnify what is around us more than we magnify the God who is with us. How often do do we do that? I mean, I do it all the time. Yeah. Because it's really, I mean, it's so easy to say like, it's easier, way easier to say, like, well, even through this tough time, like, God's still with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it still sucks. I think it's hard because the things around you, you can actually see. So things that are happening, I don't know what they are, but there are some, you can see things happening. And God doesn't, sometimes God doesn't work that way. Hmm. I mean... That segues right into what Pastor Mike said. Seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. I guess sometimes it's hard. I think also we can get so distracted we don't see what God is doing because there's so much visual noise yes. in our faces. Um, so sometimes we get overwhelmed and it's easy to not see God in the situation because we see all the stuff around us in front of our faces. Um when? What are some things that you've tried to do to mitigate noise and to f and to really focus on on God? Mm. 
I think for me, man, it, I guess it depends on the circumstance too, whatever, whatever's happening. For me, I need to get, it's great to be in community 100%, but I also need some time alone mm-hmm. to process my thoughts and think and also talk to God because community is super important. And I obviously need to get, you know, I want to get advice from people and talk with people, but I also need to get advice from a really important source, which is God. Mm. And I need to make sure that I do that as well as listen to community and the people around me. Um, So for me, it's getting alone, reducing the noise, whether that's, you know, I don't know, going into my house and going into my room or um, we have a little sunroom. I could go in there. I have a desk where I have a ton of ton of art supplies around. Even getting in that space. Talk and, about noise. Oh gosh, <laughs> I try to keep it organized. Listen, I'm the cleanest artist you'll ever meet. True. Um, sorry, artists out there. I didn't mean to. But anyway, so getting into a space by myself, I think, is important. That helps to reduce the noise around me because I can be taking so many other people's advice, opinions, voices. And not taking or listening to the advice and opinions of God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I don't, I don't think community doesn't necessarily necessarily mean always being in company, mm-hmm. being in the company of others. That doesn't. I, yeah. don't, I don't think. I don't want us to get lost in that. Like, well, always got to be, always got to be surrounded. Like, <laughs> well, community is also like the people in my life, like my friends and. Right. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that doesn't always mean company. That doesn't always mean actually being in physical presence. You know, it's just yeah. knowing that, that they're there and yeah. at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. you'll have those people. Yeah. So. Cool. What's your favorite part about Christmas? Ooh, man. This is hard. And if you don't say the birth of Jesus. <laughs> Well, obviously that, but Jesus wasn't actually born in December, but... Parents cover the little one's ears. Oh, sorry. Um, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Yeah, he was not. So obviously Jesus' birth is incredible. But can you imagine Amazing. if Christmas was in the summer? Hey, we never know. It could be... Yeah, I guess. We never know. We won't know until we go to heaven. No, I'm saying like, I think we know when Jesus was born. But I don't know when, but I don't think, but can you just imagine like everything surrounded by Christmas is almost about the the coziness and the warmth because of the cold, like how much the weather plays a part in, in the season itself. Yeah. Isn't Christmas in Australia warm though? Like right now it's summer for them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's definitely summer for them. I follow a few people on Instagram from Australia. Anyway, so obviously the birth of Jesus is amazing man I, I what also, is their oh christmas like i don't know anyone from australia please let us know it's warm but they can't sing about chestnuts roasting on an open fire well i don't know if they those are very american songs yeah but i mean it's america american music is prominent all over the world yeah that's true are you gonna let me answer the question Sorry. <laughs> my, I think some of my favorite things about Christmas are Jesus, obviously, and then Christmas music is another one. And then the Christmas meal that my mom makes. <laughs> I look forward to it all year. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican, and she makes a 
roasted pork. It's called pernil, and it is roasted to perfection, and it is just melting your mouth. I actually don't like pork. I'm not a, yeah, I don't really like it, but this is incredible. So um, if I had a big enough house, I would invite everyone over, and I would make it for you guys. But if not, try to find some pernil somewhere and try it. It's mm. incredible. Yes, that's good. Yes. I knew that food was going to be in your answer somewhere. I love food. You were going to put food in, in the answer. I love cooking and eating all food. Amen. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else that kind of stuck out to you about the message or Sunday, if you want to peruse your notes? I mean, the last thing, and I don't know exactly where. He said this towards the end because it's at the very end of my notes, but something that Mike said was, Jesus will never be taken away from us. God is with you. Mm. And it's just a great reminder that he's here. Nothing, no circumstance will ever take him away from us. Yeah, the the world can't take something away that it didn't give. Yeah. So. Yep. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. After the message, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's great to talk to you. We don't get to talk a lot. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're ridiculous. If you have any questions or comments or angry letters that you want to write about what we talked about today. Or let us know about Australia if you're from Australia. Or let us know about Australia, yes. You can email ATM, that stands for After the Message, at celebrationorl.org. We'll catch you next time. We will catch you next time on After the Message, doing my sign-off. You know how I did my sign-on, like really professional radio? We'll catch you next time on After the Message. Bye. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationorl.org.